How many people are ready for God's word? Come on, are you ready for God's word? I'm just so honored to be standing here today and a shout out welcome to all of our guests on site, online, from their city, our country, and from around the world. We're in a sermon series called Closer. Everybody say closer. One, two, three, closer. And we're taking six Sundays to explore that theme. Last Sunday, we talked about drawing closer to God. And we looked at the great story of Moses and the burning bush. If you missed it, go online. It's all there. Well, today I want you to get your Bible and turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And even as I say that, it makes me a little nervous because some of you are like, that's the story of David and Goliath. I know that story. But I'm believing God's going to bring something fresh from the familiar. And I want to share with you today, just a couple of moments before we have communion, seven tactics to slay your giant. When you feel like the enemy is closing in on you and you're marked by fear. So if you've got your Bible, I want you to turn with me, please, to 1 Samuel chapter 17. I want to read verse 1 down to verse 3 and then verse 41. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Soko in Judah. The Philistines were the enemy of God's people, the Israelites. They pitched their tent at Ephes Damon between Soko and Azekah. Verse 2, Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah, and drew up their battle line. I love that. They drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. Watch those words. The Philistines, verse 3, occupied one hill, and the Israelites another, with the valley between them. I want to fast forward. I want to come to verse 41. We know David is in the story. Watch this. Meanwhile, the Philistine, that's Goliath, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. And I want to take a few meaningful moments this morning to talk to you. How do you handle it when the devil's closing in on your marriage, trying to destroy it? Closing in on your children and trying to get your children bound by drugs and listen to the lies of the enemy. When the enemy's closing in on your health and when the enemy's closing in on your finances, when the enemy is pushing hard at you. And we're going to learn some some key truths this morning. And so I want to take you right to the notes. Number one. I want to challenge us, number one, to clarify, clarify very clearly, identify clearly what your problem, what your giant is. When you read 1 Samuel chapter 17, you learn that Goliath was a tall man. He'd be like nine feet, nine inches high. And the armory that he would wear, the the shield and the spear he would carry, weighed 125 pounds. And every day he would get up. In fact, six times it says he defied the Israelites. You look at the word in our text, six times defy. And it means to taunt. It means to ridicule. It means to come at you. And for some of you, the enemy's coming at you morning, noon, night, relentless. How many people know we don't have to put up with the tactics of the devil? Come on. So how many people know we don't have to put up with the tactics of the devil? And some of you are like, I get the word defy. The enemy's defying me. He's taunting me. In fact, the Bible says for 40 days in the morning at night, 80 times, Goliath and the Philistines would taunt God's people, taunt them. And so you've got to clarify. You've got to identify. And so your giant is probably not a Goliath per se, carrying a javelin and a shield. And, 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 but your giant might be... be your marriage that the enemy's attacking. Your giant might be alcoholism. Your giant might be a past that is chaining you or a future that you're fearful of or a disease that's in your body or worry that is gripping you or anxiety that is crushing you. 
Put a name to it, clarify, identify what your giant is that we are believing God is going to slay today. The second thing I want to point out to you is, is number two, make sure that you are prepared. Make sure that you are prepared. In verse 26, we learned that the Israelites were terrified and filled with fear. They were gripped with fear, and you've got to make sure that you are prepared. Now, David inserts into the story. He comes from a family. He's got all these brothers, and his dad's name is Jesse. He's got eight brothers, and he's a shepherd taking care of the sheep, and he's faithful to the task. And daddy asked him to make the 18-mile journey from Bethlehem to Elah and bring his brothers, his three brothers that are serving in the army, bring them some cheese. Anybody like cheese? Yeah. Bring them some grain and bring them some bread. And so he left the sheep in charge with someone else. He was responsible. He was faithful. And the first thing I want to share with you is that your yesterday has prepared you for your today. And your today is preparing you for your tomorrow. And I want you to notice that in verse number 37, if you look clearly at verse number 37, what David did is he drew on the faithfulness of God in the past. Let me ask you a question. How many people know God has been and will always be faithful? Come on. How many people know God has been and always will be faithful? David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will Rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Rest on the faithfulness of God. Be faithful in what you're doing. But there's one more thing I want to point out. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 13, you learn that he was anointed to be the king. And I want to declare to you that if you're a believer in Jesus, you have an anointing of Holy Spirit in you. And you need to capitalize and utilize the authority that you have as a believer in Jesus. There's authority you have to say the name of Jesus. There's authority in the word of God. There's authority in pleading the blood and the protection of Jesus. You've got the authority as a believer in Jesus Christ. Come on, is there a little witness in the house today? And so take that authority. Make sure that you are prepared. Number three, watch out. There's going to be negativity from people. Overcome the negativity from people. And often that negativity comes from the people you least expect. So David gets to the Eli, and he's bringing the food, and his older brother Eliab mocks him. And his older brother is just speaking against him and, and says to him in verse 25, he's, he's burning with anger. He said, why have you come down here, David? And with whom did you leave these few sheep, few sheep, like You've got nothing to do, just a couple of sheep to take care of in the wilderness. I know how conceited you are now. Wicked your heart as you came down only just to watch the battle. I want to declare to you that there will always be naysayers that say your marriage will never work. You'll never get free from alcohol. Your child will never come back to Jesus. Your situation will never change. But how many people know when you put Jesus in the situation, it's subject to change. Come on, is there a witness in the house today? It's subject to change. So when Evelyn and I were walking through, and she was walking through disease in her body, we surrounded ourselves with people who would not be negative, but people who would be filled with faith. And so you got to learn to overcome the negativity from people. Whose voice are you listening to? Then there's number four. You got to change your perspective. All the Israelites were going, he is so big. 
Goliath is nine feet nine. He's way too big. David didn't focus on how big the giant was. He focused on how big his God is. Come on. Your God is bigger than your problem. Your God is stronger than your problem. And David was so changed in his perspective that it shone out so clearly and uh, he, he displayed it so loudly. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear, will rescue me. And so Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. I need to tell you today, the devil doesn't want you to walk in freedom and victory. The devil will try to discourage you, but lift up your head, look to Jesus, change your perspective, and focus on him. But then there's number five. You got to proclaim God's name. I want you to say the name Jesus with me. One, two, three, Jesus. Come on, let's lift our voice and say it real loud and with authority because I'll tell you right now, the devil hates the name of Jesus. There's power that's released the moment you say the name of Jesus. On site, online. Come on, one, two, three, Jesus. Now, I want to take you to verse 41 down to verse 47, and I'm going to specifically point out to you verse 45. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the army of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I'll strike you down. I'll cut off your head this very day. I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds, the wild animals. The whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Come on, somebody give a little clap offering of praise to the Lord God Almighty. Come on, somebody give a clap offering of praise to God. I want you to come against the devil and say, Satan, get your hands off of my marriage. My marriage belongs to Jesus. Say, you get your hands off of my son, my daughter. I'm claiming my child for you. It's time that we speak the authority of Jesus against our giant and say, Jesus, you do what only you can do. We got to speak the mighty name of Jesus. There's power that's found in his name. Proclaim God's name. Number six, be proactive and by faith take the next step. You got to take the next step. You got to come against it. I want you to look at verse 40. He took his staff in his hand because he was comfortable with it. You know the story. Saul gets him and puts on the armor stuff and David's like, I don't feel right in this. This is not what I'm used to. I'm used to a slingshot. And the Bible says he chose five smooth stones from the stream. Some, someone, writer said, I don't know if it's true. Why five? Because Goliath had four brothers. I don't know. But he took five smooth stones. And I, I read about slingshots. I've never used one. I don't think I have. But they say if you use it properly, that stone will go up to 100 miles an hour. And his accuracy was so good. And you know the story. He put them in his pouch of a shepherd's bag with his sling in his hand. I love this. He approached the Philistine. He didn't wait till the Philistine approached him. He approached the Philistine. I believe God is saying to me to say to this house, it's time to pick up the sling and take a swing at the devil. 
It's time that you approach him with authority and stop letting him rob you, defeat you, discourage you, destroy you, depress you, and put you down and hold you back. It's time to have the anointing that was on David upon us that we rise up and say, no more. I'm coming against my Goliath, and I'm going to slay it in the name of Jesus. What's the next step? It's time to take the next step. He picked up his sling, and he took a swing. I like, it. I like verse 48. It's in your notes. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him. I, I, I'm just picturing Goliath going, who's this little twerp? <laughs> That's the best you got. All you got is that little David. He's just a little shepherd boy. But how many people know when you got the anointing of God on you, you got the authority that's found in the name of Jesus? Come on, how many people know when you got the anointing of God on you, you got the authority that's found in Jesus? And so he's defying, Goliath is ridiculing, ridiculing, but as the verse 48 is on the screen, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. He didn't wait for Goliath to come any closer. He ran towards them. You know the story. And he swung his sling and, and he took a swing and, and the stone hits Goliath in the forehead and down went the giant. And I'm here to declare to you there's authority found in the mighty, holy, precious name of Jesus. And we got to take the next step. Look this way. The devil loves there to be a paralysis of the analysis. The devil wants you to be gripped with such fear that he wants you to be paralyzed. He wants you to say, I, 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 don't, know what, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to change my situation. I, I, I don't know how to get out of my mess. I believe God is saying to the house, rise up in the authority of Jesus and take a swing with your sling at the enemy and speak the word of God and speak the name of Jesus and take the next step and attack the enemy in the authority of Jesus because there's power that's found in his gracious name. Come on, somebody give a little clap offering of praise to our Lord God. Number seven, profess your faith and trust in God's champion. Did you know in verse number four, we learned that Goliath was the champion of the Philistines? But David is a prophetic picture of our champion, Jesus. And there's some similarities between David and Jesus. Let me give some of them to you today. First of all, both David and Jesus were born in Bethlehem. Both David and Jesus were sent by their father into the battleground. God the Father sent his son Jesus to this earth. And Jesse sent David to the valley of Elah. Both David and Jesus, their enemy, tried to taunt them with fear. The devil tried to put fear and cripple what Jesus did when he died on the cross. And the devil tried to put fear over David. But both David and Jesus had a victory that was assured from all eternity. God knew that David was going to come against Goliath and take Goliath down. And God knew that Jesus was going to come to this world some 2,000 years ago as our champion. 
<laughs> and so when those Romans took him and put him on that cross, I think Satan sat back and thought, aha, it's over. He's defeated. But God the Father knew that his son was going to die for our sins, and they put him in the grave. But as we sung this morning, death couldn't hold him in the ground on the third day up from the grave up from the grave he arose and so church you are not proceeding to victory you are proceeding from victory because the victory on the cross you can walk and you can live in victory today and i believe god is saying to the house it's time to put fresh faith fresh trust in our champion and his name is jesus and this old testament story is true it's familiar but it's fresh and we need to take a swing with our sling at the devil today and say no more no more my family belongs to Jesus no more no more no more my child belongs to Jesus we're gonna believe that the prodigal son the prodigal daughter is gonna come back to Jesus in the name of the Lord COVID has messed up a lot of people but I'm here to declare that Jesus wants to reverse the curse and bring victory where you feel there's defeat he he wants to bring miracle where there is mess. He wants to bring, he wants to bring victory where you feel there's defeat. And he's saying to the house, rise up in the name of Jesus and come against the enemy, Satan, in the name of the Lord. Come on, would you stand to your feet right now, Woodvale? Come on, come on, get on your feet right now and give one loud clap offering of praise to our Lord. Come on, to our Lord God. Almighty, hallelujah. Come on, worship team. Come on, worship band. We're going to sing to our Jesus this morning because he is our champion. Do you believe that today? Come on, Woodvale. Do you believe? Do you really believe Jesus is our champion? I want you to name what your giant is today. Everybody in this house has a giant. Is it fear? Is it anxiety? It is worry? Is it disease? What is your giant? What is the enemy consuming your mind with? What bothers you when you wake up, when you go to bed? What are you burdened about? What are you concerned about? We're going to bring it to Jesus today. And we're going to declare that Jesus is going to bring victory in the name of the Lord from our giant. Let's lift our hands right now. Father God, I pray as Pastor Brad and the worship team begin to lead us, I pray in the mighty precious name of Jesus there would be victory that would reign in this house today. I pray in the name of the Lord we come against our giant with the authority that's found in Jesus. And we lift up your name, God. You've been faithful. You've been so faithful. You've been so faithful. You've been so good. And we know that you will be faithful in the days ahead. And I pray right now in the name of the Lord, victory would reign in this house as we declare that you, Jesus, you are our champion. Let's worship together. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand battle you won I am who you say I am crown me with confidence I am seated in the head 
so hard to see it It took me so long to believe it You choose someone like me To carry your victory Perfection could never earn it But we don't deserve it Take the broken feet, raise them to glory. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you hold, and I am who you say. What giant are you facing today? What giant have you walked into these doors with this morning? The giant of disease, the giant of feeling like failure, the giant of worry, the giant of marital difficulties, the giant of problems in the home, the giant at your workplace. What is your giant this morning? We are going to believe that God would slay that giant in the name of the Lord, that you would move from defeat to victory in the name of the Lord, from bondage to freedom in the name of the Lord, that God would do 
the miracle in this place today. So if you've got a giant this morning, lift your hands right now. Father God, I pray just before we sing this one more time, just before we declare that you are our champion, just before we have communion, I pray in the name of the Lord, we come against our giant in the name of Jesus. And we pray giant of disease, healing in the name of the Lord. Giant of marital mess in the name of the Lord. Do miracle in that marriage. Giant in the home, we pray. Breakthrough in the name of the Lord. Giant of lack of finances, breakthrough. Giant of worry, be broken. Giant of depression, be broken. Giant of anxiety, be broken in the name of the Lord. Giant of obsessive compulsive disorders, be broken in the name of Jesus. Giant that's in front of us, we come against it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We pray victory. We pray miracle. We pray giant go down in the name of the Lord. We pray in the name of the Lord. Breakthrough in the name of Jesus. So God, we lift our hands. And right now, we put our hands together and we give a loud clap offering of praise to the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, come on, Pastor, before we celebrate communion, let's lift our hands and declare Jesus is our champion. Every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority. Jesus has given me. Are you ready to meet your maker? You see, friends, as I watch what is happening around the world today, I'm heightened with the truth. Jesus could come back at any moment. 
I'm asking everyone who's listening to me right now, was there a time, was there a place, was there a moment that you asked Jesus into your life? Do you know that 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 you're ready for heaven? I don't want you to walk out of this place wondering or questioning if you're ready for heaven. I want you to know that you're ready for heaven. Salvation is a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father, Jesus said this, except to me. God loves you so much. He took your place on a cross. And what he's asking you today is ask him to come into your life. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and to make him the center of your life. You're standing here today or you're watching online and you've never done that. I'd have no greater joy than to lead you in this prayer. We're going to join you as you pray. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I've decided to follow you. I want to serve you. I want you to be the center of my life. I invite you today to come into my heart. I pray this now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Can we open our eyes and put our hands together and celebrate <laughs> salvation? I really believe that there's people here on site, and some of you are watching online, that you made a personal decision for Jesus. Best decision you could ever make. You're here on site, a couple moments when the service comes to a close, on your way out, drop by one of the exit tables. We have a Bible for you, a little booklet for you. They'll tell you about our follow class. If you're watching online, connect with us. We'll connect back to you. And if you don't attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, we'd love to have you join us in the journey. Well, friends, I want you to get the little package that you picked up on the way in. And you can just peel back the top layer. If you're at home right now, just get some bread or crackers, some juice ready. This is communion. This is the first Sunday of the month. And at the end of the service, on the first Sunday of the month, we celebrate communion. We are so grateful, aren't we, that Jesus took our place on the cross. And right now, we're holding on to a small little wafer, and we're holding on to a cup of juice. The wafer represents the body of Jesus. And the cup of juice represents his blood. And I, I think before we partake, we need to just pause and give him thanks. So, Father God, before we partake of these emblems, we pause and we give you thanks. Thank you, God the Father, for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you came. Thank you, Jesus, that you willingly and freely took our place on the cross. May we never forget. May we look back today with thanksgiving. And may we take a moment, God, to allow your Holy Spirit to search our hearts. If there's anything in our heart that's not right with you, that we with this morning repent and make it right with you. And God, we, we look ahead. We can't wait for the return of you, Jesus. We can't wait for heaven. And I pray, God, that these emblems would be a reminder of what you've done for us. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Would you hold up the wafer? It represents the body of Jesus. Jesus with his disciples said, do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the wafer that represents the body of Jesus. You can just peel back that next layer. 
Just hold up the cup of juice once you've got that open. Blood represents life. Anybody glad that Jesus gave his life for us? I am. He took my place. He paid a debt I could never pay. I owe a debt I could never take care of. But he, Jesus, took our place. Amen. He said, do this also in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the cup of juice. You can put that down. Can we give a little shout and clap offing of praise to our champion, Jesus? Amen. Come on, can we give a little shout and clap offing of praise to our champion? Woo. Can we sing about him one more time before we close? Let's sing about our champion, Jesus. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand on fear. In every battle you won, I am, I am who you say I am. Crown me with confidence, I am seated. In the heavenly place, undefeated. With the one, come on, you're my champion. When you were my champion, giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you won, I am who you say I am. Crown me with confidence, I see it in the heavenly place. Jesus, one, two, three, Jesus. Come on, let's say it again. One, two, three, Jesus. I want to challenge you to take the teaching this morning. And when you get home today and throughout this week, reread 1 Samuel chapter 17 and declare that Jesus is your champion against your giant. Let's be giant slayers in the name of the Lord. Amen. When the enemy's closing in and getting closer and fear is marking us, let's, let's not sit back. Let's come against it in the name of the Lord and walk in victory. Well, Evelyn and I love you so much. We are so glad you're here. Can we give it up one more time for all of our first-time guests? Come on. We're so glad that you're here today. Yeah. And if you're a first-time guest on your way out, drop by an exit table. We got a coffee card for like Tim Hortons or Starbucks and other places. You can, you can get one. Our way of saying thank you for coming. And thank our children's workers. And uh, come Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, if you're already a volunteer, right here at the main auditorium, and uh, register for that. And if you'd like to be serving, we hope you do, go to the serve class. It's online. 
I'm not positive what room it's in, but when you register for it, they'll let you know. We're going to get you serving. And we're excited for the fall. So next week, 9 o'clock, yeah, 1030, yeah, and 12 noon, Pastor Brad, are you ready? We can do it. We're making room for more. And if you'd like personal prayer, the altar workers will be at the front. You're welcome to come up. We'd love to pray for you. And if you've come prepared to give on site, there's offering buckets at the back and debit machines in the lobby. Father God, thank you for our time this morning. Go with each one. Give us a great week. And we pray, God, we'd have an exciting fall season. I thank you for our time this morning. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. God bless you, church. Have a great day.